Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Happy Tuesday, everybody. It is a beautiful day out. It's not as warm as last week, but damn, it is nice. When this show's over, go outside, but wait until it's over. We're going to get around the league, talk about last night's playoff matchups, and preview the ones that are happening tonight, make our predictions. We also have um, some Hawks news around the league. Before we get to that, make sure you smash that like button on the YouTube page. Make sure you are uh, subscribed to the YouTube page as well. Podcast listeners, follow, subscribe, all those great things. And if you could leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we would greatly appreciate it. Fellas, we are in day two of the Blackhawks offseason. Mm-hmm. And just like last summer, somehow we always get something to talk about. The motto <laughs> last year was give it 24 hours. Yeah, and really. When we when we wrapped yesterday's show <clears throat> and we were, we were sitting here doing our like little one to two minute post-show decompression, Greg said, all right, what are we going to talk about tomorrow? I said, give it 24 hours. We'll find something. And... Here we are, 24 hours <laughs> yep. later with something to talk about. <laughs> Thanks to our good friends, Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick. Yeah. Was enjoying their th- latest episode of 32 uh, Thoughts while out enjoying a nice walk this morning. Um, yeah. And I had to chuckle along the way for some <laughs> of the things they were th- throwing against the wall when it comes to our friends, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Well, no, do you want to do your disclaimer now? Okay. Yeah, I think we do. <laughs> I will do the disclaimer now. I know we have a lot of new listeners throughout the course of the season that might not have been with us since March of last year. We have a rule here. We have a jar mm-hmm. where if you we decided because when we first started, so many people wanted to keep on bitching about the last general manager. And we, we said we're not going to say his name anymore on this show because he's gone and he can't hurt us anymore. <laughs> so anytime his name was spoken on this show, we had to throw in a dollar into the jar. And we bought pizza with it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we're still, those are still in effect, but we have to make an amendment to that rule mm-hmm. to save us money today. <laughs> you can, we, the rule is you can, so that's where the he who shall not be named, we gave him the Voldemort treatment. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if, you, if you've been listening to a show and you, you joined us maybe midway through this year and you, you hear he who shall not be named, that's who we're referring to, the former general manager of the Chicago Blackhawks. But because of today's discussion about what's going on in Pittsburgh, we're going to have to say his name. Yeah. But we have made an amendment to the rules because rules are always meant to be changed. They're not set in concrete or written in stone. We still no longer can say his name in context to the Blackhawks. But if his name comes up in the context of another team, it is okay because we're not bitching about him with the Blackhawks. So with that being said, Stan Bowman and the Penguins are connected Kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. Not like, it's not a real thing at this point, but it's just spitballing names of who, according to Elliot Friedman, the Pittsburgh Penguins are are out there looking for their new general man. They're looking for new everything, except Mike Sullivan. They love Mike Sullivan. Mm-hmm. They're owned by Fenway now, mm-hmm. owners of the Boston Red Sox. They're, they said their, their, their scope is going to be their large, and they're going to drag a giant net across the hockey world and see what sticks and in that context, they, they named a whole bunch of different people, some of the usual suspects, another name connected to the Blackhawks that was kind of surprising. But then he said, Elliot 
Friedman kind of pondered, didn't say it was going to happen, but just says, I wonder if the Blackhawk or if the Penguins will seek out permission to talk to Stan Bowman. Permission, i.e., the league kind of has to improve, improve. Like the league has a. The league has to reinstate him. Yeah, yeah. the league, same thing with Joel Quinville. Mm-hmm. So it's like not even a year later and the name is already coming back in. I think he gave some reasons why he thinks it might because of the connection to USA hockey, some of the connections to uh, other other things there. All right. I got you. What was all right, I'm <laughs> confused. But uh yeah. So but if I'm the Penguins and you just fired the last regime for holding on to the past as hard as they can, why the f, f would you bring in that guy? Because his biggest problem here, besides not being able to develop any really consistent young talent, Mm -hmm. is holding on to the past too long. Well, hey, if they want to extend Chris Letang for 10 more years beyond the 47 remaining. And future future Arizona Coyote Chris Letang. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. And I don't know who could be looking around the league right now and looking at the state of the Blackhawks and saying that that's the guy they want. Yeah, I... I can't imagine a team like the Penguins who looks destined to have to uh, start things over in a certain, to a certain degree, maybe not the same kind of start over that the Blackhawks are experiencing, but you know, nothing, don't take it off the table. Um, I, I wouldn't want, if I'm a, if I'm a a Penguins fan, I wouldn't want uh, Stan Bowman to be the person at the helm for that because you look at the job he did, quote unquote, rebuilding in Chicago, where it lasted a couple of months, and you had a couple of young players play, but then you 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 did that for one season, one abbreviated season, and then you go into oh we're gonna get all these guys in free agency, we're gonna you know make all these moves, and just kind of abandon the plan, right? Like that's that that's why we're here now with Kyle Davidson and, and, and his, you know, new, com, you know, almost completely new staff. So look, if the Penguins want that problem, go for it. You can, you can take it and have fun. Yeah. Like that's, that's, I, I, I wish that upon the Penguins, if that is what they so choose to do. Some of the other names that they, that they mentioned though, seem like they make a lot more sense uh, for a team that's going in that direction. Well, if so. they if they want Bowman, I'm all for it. And in yeah. fact, I'm gonna just give me a second. Yeah, yeah you go do that. Um, no, I'm fine with it. As somebody who has been a Penguin hater since 1992, you want to bring on Stan Bowman, I'll drive him to the airport. Yeah, like, no problem. Oh, there J- we go. Jay is packing up the fine jar, the jar, in a meat box that shall not be named. <laughs> They're gonna think it's meat. <laughs> it's just uh, a meat head. Uh, Two penguins. There you, go. there you go. Write it in Sharpie. For those of you who are I'm sure that will, I'm sure that will land in Pittsburgh just yeah, fine. It's going. To the uh, <laughs> people listening on the audio-only version, Jay uh, put the fine jar in a box and wrote to Pittsburgh on it. So that he could shipping be out. To shipping out to with, Pittsburgh. With love. It might work, though, because yesterday I had to send my tax return, yeah. and the address was Illinois Department of Revenue, Springfield, Illinois. That's like, all. there's no... Physical address? There's no... I'm sure the mailman knows where it is down there. <laughs> I <Yeah>. guess so. <laughs> it's probably a really big building with a dollar sign on it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. To Usually. Sidney Crosby. Yeah. Here's <laughs> your... Santa Claus. Here's your... <laughs> your <laughs> <pole>. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think in, in the general conversation that those guys were having um, about what Pittsburgh is going to try and do is that they're looking towards maybe a more uh, newer... Newer age thinking, an analytical, analytical mind so uh, for for GM. I I don't know why <laughs> he's coming up in that conversation, um, but who did come up in the conversation between those two on Thirty Two Thoughts that was very interesting and is uh, connected to the Blackhawks currently is Assistant General Manager Jeff Greenberg, who just this year got into uh, hockey and and front office uh, the the front office for the Blackhawks. He was one of the uh, people interviewed for the open general manager position along with, alongside Kyle Davidson and, and a number of others. Uh, ultimately, Davidson got the job uh, on the full-time basis, but Greenberg was still brought along to be an assistant GM 
and has been put in charge of a ton of analytical um, initiatives within within the team that from, from everything that, that we've learned about what his role is and what he's kind of overlooking um, from, from the front office and from ownership, it's not uh, it's not a a one in a one Ooh. season project. It seems like it's right. a long term build. So, if Greenberg was were to not be part of that, that would throw a real wrench into the Blackhawks' plans because it seems like what he's doing is going to be integral to you know communication within the within the organization and continuity uh, with with their their development plan. Which so far, what the Blackhawks have been doing to try and like streamline their communication with their development staff and with their prospects uh, and with the organization between Chicago and Rockford and, and Indy seems like it's been going well. So it would be a big blow to the Blackhawks if Greenberg were to, for some reason, leave for the Pittsburgh job. Well, he's literally like physically developing their, their development program. When I say program, I don't mean like this figurative, like, Literally a something on a phone, a computer, program. a computer it's, program yeah, that like is going to help them with their analytics. It's He's, like an internal, yeah, app. like a proprietary yeah. thing. Like the Red Sox had Carmine with mm-hmm. Theo Epstein. I think the Cubs called it Ivy or something like that. Yeah, this would be the Blackhawks version of that, which I think would automatically make it the most advanced thing in hockey. Because there's probably a Could couple be. teams that are up there analytically, but if you're taking someone from the Cubs analytical team. They're about as analytical as it gets, mm-hmm. and 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 obviously Pittsburgh being owned by the Fenway Group, yeah, they know Theo Epstein, that's, and Theo Epstein yeah. was high uh, on Greenberg, a big that's, yeah, a big fan of Greenberg. That's where the connection was made. That's mm-hmm. where Elliot connected the dots, saying yeah. <clears throat> Epstein still ha- uh, Theo Epstein still has a good relationship with the Fenway Group. Greenberg was, uh, you know, kind of a protege of his, and he's high on him. So maybe Theo gets in their ear. About that, it wasn't, hey, the Penguins are going to call the Blackhawks and ask about Jeff Greenberg, but it's just a name, a lot of speculation at this mm-hmm. point. I think, um, you know, but then Elliot also said that a lot of times, like teams, if they're not serious about like actually hiring him to give him a promotion to a general manager job, teams will just say, no, thank you. Right. We're, we're going to deny permission. Maybe he doesn't even want that at this point. Maybe he wants mm-hmm. to see this thing out. Who knows? Um, there's so many names. Listen, if Kyle Dubas becomes available, I think that's who the Penguins are going to jump all over. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see maybe as quickly as six or seven games from now he'll be available. Yeah, um, who knows? I think if he's available, that's who the Penguins are going to jump on because they're going to want to get a guy that, that that Penguin fan base has gotten used to a high standard. Yeah. And they're just not going to want some either some retread. They did that. Didn't work. Uh, Jason Botterhill is a guy that's got Pittsburgh connections who mm-hmm. could be in the running there. I think if it's not Kyle Dubas, I think another guy that interviewed for the Hawks job last year, Eric Tulski of the Hurricanes, yeah. he's another one of these analytic guys. He seems like he's always He's like the up. next general manager yeah. of, like, I think he finally gets his gig there if it's not Kyle Dubas. Well, so a couple things about the Greenberg thing. I think the Hawks are okay because I would imagine for him to accept a role with another team, it would have to be a promotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think they're going to name him like president of hockey operations or general manager. He doesn't have enough experience and experience no. in the game to do One that. One season sure. being an assistant GM in hockey, I don't think you give him the keys to the Pittsburgh. Right. And he, and he, and Greenberg himself has even said, I got to kind of learn the league better. I've been paying attention yeah. to baseball. So unless they were ready to name him like the hockey czar, I don't think he's going to leave. It is nice to see the league looking forward and hiring out of the box a little bit mm-hmm. instead of just rehashing the same old goons that have been doing this for two decades, three right. decades. Um, and it's also encouraging that in one year, what the Hawks are doing is getting the attention of people around the league. That, I think that's really encouraging, you know, because yeah. like we said, if if people are – you know, paying attention to what the Hawks are doing to the level that we are and the level that people around the league are, you see what they're doing and you see that it makes perfect sense. Yeah. If you're kind of watching from afar, like their record sucks. They got rid of Kane and Taves. They're idiots. Okay. Well, you're not really paying attention to what's happening. The league is, they're noticing the Hawks are doing good things and they're going to start getting poached. It's a good thing. They've got a big development staff. Yeah. Right. And, and you know, you, you think back to the, the GM search that the Blackhawks went through 
And Greenberg was one of the final three. And I think we were all surprised about that. We've been told and that he he was the pick. He was in the front office. Yeah, he was a, a favorite of of someone's, and ended up going with Davidson uh, in the end. But so I mean, he's he definitely has something that uh, you know uh, people people want to hear, people enjoy hearing uh, for for what he envisions. And and yeah, he's had this season alongside Kyle Davidson and, and a number of the, the other GMs at the assistant GMs that the Blackhawks have, he's, he's working with them. So, I mean, this is a, a good start for him in, in the hockey world, I think. And, and he's definitely coming into a place where, you know, he probably has the ability to extend his voice a little bit because there's not really someone in that front office group that is that long standing like mm-hmm. like Norma Kiver's there, but I think he's there because you know he gels well with Kyle Davidson and he he work like that's a good relationship that those two have, um, which he, he didn't he, have. He's his hockey dad with the previous GM. Yeah, that's right. that's a good way of putting it. Um, so yeah, I think I think this, you know Greenberg's in a good situation here. It's it's not shocking that his name has come up, but I would be surprised if the Penguins went that way and gave him yeah. that major I, promotion. I could see them looking for an interview because uh, it makes sense for the Penguins, a new ownership group, bring in as many people as you can just to get info. Mm-hmm. See yeah. what that's other what the, teams are doing. That's what the Blackhawks did. What the Blackhawks did. It's a smart thing to do. Bring in guys. Um, some may argue that that's just a waste of time. For some of these candidates, you're you're pulling, you know, you're yanking their chain a little bit. Yeah. But hey, if you got a chance to get some information on what other teams are doing, it's if it's there, take it. That's yeah. how you get better. When you hey, okay, these guys are doing this, and they're really good, and these guys are doing this, and they kind of suck. So maybe we should lean more to doing this than doing this. Yeah. The league is always evolving on how things are, are judged, how players are scouted, how teams are built. It's ever changing. You know, everybody wanted to go back to the St. Louis. When the St. Louis Blues won, everybody wanted to go back to the big bruising teams. And now we're kind of switching away from that again. So mm-hmm. getting uh, your your thumb on the pulse of the, what the other 31 teams are doing, it's not, it's no, a it's smart, smart idea. Yep. It's, it's being a good team it's being mm-hmm. a, a smart team and and trying to keep up with with the joneses so and, to speak and if the penguins ownership group envisions some sort of rebuild coming why not get the thoughts and ideas from someone who is in the front office of a team currently doing the exact same thing like that that just kind of makes sense to me from that perspective so we'll see we'll see what happens it's it's mid-april so there's a lot of off season still to go um so it'll be a Interesting. Uh, the other little bit of nugget of uh, former Blackhawks uh, front office kind of discussion that came up today between the same two guys, uh, Jeff Merrick and Elliot Freeman. This time it was on today's Jeff Merrick show was uh, some news that uh, former player uh, Doug Wilson and former GM of the San Jose Sharks for a very long time. Uh, his health is improving. He stepped away uh, before this season because of health issues, but his health is improving and the idea is that he's getting uh, back to a place where he would want to get back to work, get back into the hockey world. And there was no basis of backed up information or anything from the two of them. They were just kind of spitballing, but I thought it was an interesting conversation that Merrick brought up the idea of if Doug Wilson wants to get in, get back into the game, get back into some sort of front office role, wouldn't it make sense for him to have a reunion with Chicago, be put into some sort of higher level consultant, senior consultant position for Kyle Davidson uh, in a, you know, in a, in a, in a front office role, because Davidson is, is a first year, you know, one year into, you know, being a GM and having a guy like Doug Wilson come back and and be around, wouldn't that be a good idea? And I just thought that that was, that was interesting because he's had such a, a, he's done almost as much in a front office role as he's done in his playing career. Yeah. So it's, he's, he's definitely someone that I think, you know, a lot of Blackhawks fans um, have a connection to, but because he's been with the sharks for so long, it's like you forget sometimes about Doug Wilson. So I'm a, I'm of two minds on this. I, I think that obviously bringing in someone with that much experience around the league is a smart thing. You, we just talked about it, you know, picking brains, getting some other ideas. I just don't want anyone there that Rocky is going to be tempted to side with. 
or team up with, right? Like, I don't want that former player who Rocky knew from his childhood or whatever as a peer growing up and like, oh, that's a Blackhawks legend, so I'm going to listen to what he says instead of what Kyle Davidson says. If it's a collaborative group effort, like it has been for the first year here, Mm -hmm. great. If Doug Wilson's another voice in the room like Norm McIver, great. But if we get the whole he who shall not be named Al McIsaac this guy's reporting to McDonough and they're kind of pulling away from each other, like, you know, battling, butting heads, like behind the scenes. That's toxic. I don't want that. And if it's a former player and they just want him around to shake hands and be in the camera and cool, great. And if it is going to be Kyle Davidson is your boss and what he says goes, come on in. But I, I don't, I, I am afraid of the influence of a, of a experienced former Hawk to kind of muddy the waters a little bit. And if if things don't, let's say, as an example, maybe Frank Nazar doesn't pan out, right? And then Rocky starts to get impatient because the rebuild's <laughs> taking too long. I don't want him to pull the plug on this thing because Doug Wilson is right there. Mm-hmm. I trust what Kyle Davidson's doing. Will it work? We don't know. But the plan is sound. I don't want anything there that's going to be a temptation for Rocky to say, no, 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 I don't like this. It's hurting my pocketbooks too much. The arena's too empty. The rebuild's taking too long. You're fired. Doug, get in here and take over. Mm. I don't want that. I don't want that threat. So I'm not saying that if he, if they hire him, that's how it will be, but I would be fearful that that temptation would be there for Rocky. Sure. Yeah, and yeah that makes that makes sense. Um, knowing the kind of long, <laughs> long-standing, like you said, like long, long-term long or a long time ago former player, Um it's 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 a consideration to have for sure and yeah i i'm i again i'm not saying don't ever hire somebody like that and, and i think there's probably people listening to saying well wait a minute doug wilson's a proven gm and has done this for that's true mm-hmm. that's all true and if i and if the hawks were ready to win and didn't have a gm and it was between an experienced guy or doug wilson doug wilson would be the guy but for this time and place for what the hawks are doing and what they need to do mm-hmm. and the mindset they need to have I want Kyle Davidson because he has shown he is ruthless. He is heartless. He does not care about the past. And all he wants to do is the best thing to get the Hawks to a championship. Yeah. So I don't want that plan interfered with. I don't. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want a guy coming in here <clears throat> trying to get his way to be the next general manager. You know, as you mentioned, you know, the, the last few years of the last regime was like, a lot of infighting, a lot of disagreements, not a whole lot getting done and those types of things. Yeah. I, I don't, uh, I, if Doug Wilson is here to be just that a consultant, a, a team player, a guy that knows the food chain and is wants to just help out. And, and maybe that's his way to get another GM job to be like, Hey, I'm back. Down I'm road, healthy. Yeah. I'm, I can prove I can do this job again. I could take on the workload. You know, that's great. There's, there's, I don't see a downside to that, but you're right. If he's here to start using his, start yeah. dropping the, I'm the Doug, Wil- I'm Doug Wilson card every chance he gets <laughs> yeah, and to try and take over. That's just, that's just not, especially this early in the process. Mm-hmm. It's just, yep. it's not and, and to be clear, my concern is not with Doug Wilson. My concerns with Rocky. Yeah. Like it's, I don't think that Doug Wilson would come in here looking like, all right, I'm going to take this kid down and take his job. I don't think so. I think he's trying to get back in the game. It's a franchise he knows and loves. It's a good chance to get back into Chicago, back in the minds of Hawks fans. But that temptation for the owner, that scares me. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't like that. I just, (laughs) sorry. Like, don't bring Dale Talon back. Don't do, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want any, any, anyone that's going to derail what they're doing because of an owner's impatience. I don't, we've seen Rocky over in recent years turn on a dime mm. at the town hall. He turned into a fire breathing dragon in a blink. I don't want a bad night at the United Center to have Rocky words flip over a table and, and say, Davidson, you're out. Give me Doug Wilson. He's right here. Yeah. I, I think there is a percentage chance that happens, even if it's not the intention of the hire at the time. And even if it's not what Doug Wilson has in mind, if Doug Wilson's there and Rocky fires Kyle and says, you're the guy, Doug Wilson's going to say, okay. Right. Right? Like, why wouldn't yeah, you? you? You don't want your GM looking over his shoulder because his boss just hired his replacement. Well, he's Savard. still there. Ask Dennis Savard yeah, about that. You don't want that. 
Yeah. It's especially this early. Like if we're four or five years into this, if this was year four or five and we're the Red Wings still not making the playoffs, <laughs> then okay. Maybe yeah. that puts a fire under, you know, lights a fire under him and says, okay, hey, we've got this guy right here right now. We'll, we'll make, we'll give him your job in a, in a heartbeat. Something's got to happen. Yeah. It's way too early for that. But, you know, yeah. again, this was just freedom. Yeah, just speculation. It's just, just speculation. Just yep. an interesting You want to bring him into the organization and, and add him to the mix. Yeah, I, I am okay with that. But it, your concerns are, are 100% valid given the Rockies past. Yeah. Rockies, yep. Rocky past. <laughs> Very nice. Exactly. Hey, uh, we ready to move on to the next stuff? Yes. All right. So that was all the Hawks adjacent information. But uh, if you're looking to celebrate this wonderful weather, a good way to do that is to uh, take yourself outside with a nice Goose Island mm. beer right there in your hand. There they go, flying overhead. Uh, Goose Island, they are the proud uh, beer sponsor of us here at CHGO, and they've been Chicago's beer since 1988, and they have a deep and talented roster, uh, chock full of delicious beers. You have the Goose IPA, a six-time medal winner at the Great American Beer Fest, always in style with a citrus aroma and a bold hop finish. They got the Tropical Beer Hug, part of their Beer Hug IPA series. It is a 9.9% ABV, so that's going to take care of you nice this summer. Dangerously easy to drink, it says. Uh, The Full Pocket Pills, an everyday beer. What the brewers are drinking, the beer brewers, not the Milwaukee brewers, the beer brewers are drinking. And, of course, you see it on our table, the Golden Can, the 312, the staple of their lineup. Grab ultra fresh brewery exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house that is located on Clybourne Ave in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. And uh, we have a big event coming up uh, later this month. Not us personally, the, the Blackhawks crew, but the Bears crew, CHGO Bears crew. The NFL draft is coming up later this month. And uh, we here at CHGO are going to have a big Bears draft party bash. Join us at Joe's on Weed Street Thursday and Friday. I believe that is April, as I open my calendar, 27th and 28th. Yes, 27th and 28th. uh, Joe's on Weed Street. We will have uh, night one and night two of the draft live shows with the CHGO Bears crew. Get your tickets at allchgo.com slash events. Uh, tickets will include an all-inclusive premium drink package fe- featuring Goose Island beers and cocktails. A uh, lot of fun. The uh, draft day, uh, going to be a, a lot of fun there. Uh, I will be there for night one. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Bears in a similar position to the Blackhawks in their uh, rebuilding for the future They've got a couple more pieces than the Blackhawks have right now, so it's a little bit more exciting, but uh, it's going to be a good time. They got the ninth overall pick after trading the first overall pick with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, but, hey, it's uh, things are looking good for the Bears. So that draft party is going to be a lot of fun. Joe's on Weed Street, April 27th and 28th, partnering up with Goose Island as well. So going to be a good time. Historic <laughs> night in Bears history. Historic. Be there. Yes. Should be there. And remember, Die Hard save 20% on all of our events. Of course. So Absolutely. jump in there and do it. Well, while you're sitting outside enjoying one of those delicious uh, Goose Island beers from their deep and talented roster of brews, you should be protecting your eyeballs from the sun. And that's where our friends at Shady Rays come in as they have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that is even better than any expensive pair that I've worn. I've been a customer of Shady Rays long before they joined up here at CHO, CHGO. They have durable frames, extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. They make driving a lot uh, clearer, that's for sure. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they'll send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence. 
because they have your back long after you make your purchase. And you're going to do a lot of great things with every purchase as well because together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the United States through the Shady Rays Impact Program. That includes everything from building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS with the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others just like it now and for years to come. And as always, if you don't like your Shady Rays, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for absolutely no charge within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back and their deal for our lovely CHGO listeners. If you go to ShadyRays.com and use the promo code CHGO, you are going to get 50% off any order that includes two or more pairs of their awesome sunglasses. That's buy one, get one free, essentially. So the more you buy, the more you save. Try yourself, for yourself, the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. And before we get into the uh, playoff uh, conversation, one little disclaimer. Uh, I think we all agree that Stan Bowman, oops, or uh, Joel Quenville should probably not be allowed to coach no. or manage in this league again. But it's the NHL, and that's not going to happen, so right. it's a waste of breath. But that's acknowledged. I don't think either should be allowed no. to participate. Me, There's got to be consequences Me saying if this. the Penguins hire him would make me happy, that's called sarcasm. Yeah. I hope Stan Bowman never gets another job in hockey again. I don't think we need to bring up the reasons why he got fired every right. time we talk about him. We know that. He deserved it. Uh, Joe Quinville, as far as I'm concerned, doesn't deserve to have another NHL job ever again, but we know how the NHL works. Yep. And it's only a matter of time. They'll probably both be back, and I won't like it anyway, but yeah. But if it's going to be a team that does it, I hope it's a team that I don't like, like the Penguins. <laughs> well, there you go. Quinville spoke at the AHL Coaches Symposium. That's so really cool. Let's start getting that culture in at the AHL level. Yep. They'll so, be back. Yeah, you know they'll it, be I mean, back. It's, it's the NHL, like you, like you all said. I agree with everything you guys said. It's it's a it's bullshit that both of them could be coming back uh given the roles that they that they played but this is the operations of the league this is how things work in an old boys club and that's what the nhl is in fairness it's not just the nhl it's how it works everywhere when powerful white men make mistakes they fail upwards usually especially when you so they're canceled and then they go on tour at madison square garden like louis ck yeah and on and on and on. You Go can make away for a year. After example. People will forget. They'll welcome right. you back. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So rinse and repeat. Uh, it seems to happen a lot in the NHL, <laughs> but mostly because it is dominated by old white men. Um, but yes, it is a uh, it's a systematic. It's a societal problem, but uh, especially amplified in the it's, NHL. It's, and if anyone had ever d- had any doubt if either of those people would be back, uh, it's pretty much a guarantee. They'll they'll find their way back in the league in no time. Yeah. No time. As soon as the the heat is down low enough, they'll they'll make their return. Anyway, yeah. last night was a crap ton of fun. Hey, for some people, yeah. It was it was. Uh, Oilers fans would disagree. <laughs> yeah, uh, we want to start with that game. Uh, we'll I, start there. Yeah, I was super impressed with the Edmonton Oilers until I turned the game off and went to bed. I was ready to tweet. These aren't your father's Oilers anymore. They're they're playing physical. They're, they've got skill. They're playing defense. They've got a goalie that can make some big saves. And when the Minnesota Dallas game went into overtime, I was like, man, I'm pretty tired. This is only Monday night. Flipped over to the Oilers. It was three one with eleven minutes to go. I was like, ah, this game's over. I'm going to bed. Woke up this morning and was like, oh, Oilers. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the Kings. I think. Everybody's making a huge deal that Connor McDavid was held off the score sheet. Good luck trying to do that in game two. Hey, yeah, Mikey is- Anderson had his number last night. He was shutting down McDavid. He Mikey Anderson played great in that game against McDavid. So props to him. Right. But you're right. Let's it's see, not going to last. Do it, do it well, and, and that's games, my thing. Yeah. If I'm an Oilers fan, I look worried. at that game. I'm not worried. This is what I said what happened yesterday. For those that listen, I thought the Oilers would get off to a – maybe they lose the first game or two. Everyone would freak out, and then boom – they're gonna. They are the better team. There's no doubt about it. It is a matter of when Connor McDavid is gonna catch fire, not if. You already got two goals from Leon Dreisaitl. The Oilers are gonna be fine. Yeah, and props yeah. to the Kings, right? Like they're doing their best. But I felt like that entire game, the Kings were hanging on for dear life. They got a lucky bounce. They got a lucky bounce that, to Adrian that, Kempe. That second Kempe goal was just right place, right time. Awesome Great shot. shot. Oh my Great god. Great shot. Couldn't yeah. have put it in a better spot. 
And then, you know, this mad scramble. They had a six-on-four advantage at the end, and then the puck's just laying there, and there's Anzi Kopitar doing what Anzi Kopitar does. Yep. Boom, swipes it in. And in overtime, you know, the Oilers thought they scored, but they didn't. Um, and it's just, I'm not worried about the Oilers. They're, they're my pick to win, to win the cup. Connor McDavid is going to come out in game two and say, okay, you held me pointless <laughs> last night. F you. Yeah. Watch this. It's not going to happen again. That Here's happened, a six-point game. That happened seven <laughs> times during the regular season. Connor McDavid was held scoreless, no points, only seven games. He had four or more points in ten games. So he had more four-point, at least games of four points, than he did of zero points. McDavid's score is getting five points in game two. He's scoring a hat-trick <laughs> and assisted on dry Saddle's other two goals. And they're going to win five to one. Yeah. This, this is what happened last year. Where, like, McDavid would have a, a down game for McDavid standards, and then the next game, he would take over and be like, that's why people were considering giving him the Conn Smythe, even though the team got eliminated. He led the, the, yeah. the, the postseason in points last year and only played three rounds. By the way, how I tweeted last night, every time he's on the ice, something magical happens. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't end up in the back of the net. But you, we remember the Hawks beat them in, in that bubble series but that series was terrifying. Mm. Every time he was out there, he was a threat to score. He had that first period play where he went through three guys like yes. standing still. Yeah. And, and and that won't be some, the last time that no, happened. And somehow Corpusalo stopped the puck. And the Stars are going to get, I'm sorry, the uh, Kings are going to get exhausted. Mm-hmm. from Like, seriously, mentally exhausted from trying to keep well, up with that guy. Because eventually, if you keep, yeah, eventually he's going to get you. Yeah. And, and on the other ways, if you're going to put all your energy in getting him, then Ryan Nugent Hopkins is going to kill you or Evander Kane is going to kill you. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's one game, great win by the Kings, not saying it's impossible for them to win this series, but do it two games in a row. And then you've impressed me. Yeah, absolutely. I I think this is still the Oilers series, but Kings are not going to go away. Uh, they're, 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 they are an improved team from last year. And this was a, a, a matchup last year that provided a lot of, great game so yeah you're we're gonna get more of, of what we saw last night but I, I agree i don't think there's any slowing down mcdavid enough to top them in that series in this series yeah. that the kings can do and i don't so. think the kings have enough offense to get in a scoring race with them no you don't want to do Not that with kevin fiala is going to be out for any more time yeah that's going to be tough but good on philip deno too i mean he's out there Every time Philip Deneau is out there against McDavid, it's, it's making me hate that trade. <laughs> but he who should not oh, be named man yeah. even more. That was one of the worst trades in Blackhawks history. Um, I don't want to even talk about it. Let's move on to the next Let's move on. So well, bad. the other overtime game. Yeah. Minnesota. Dallas. Dallas. Minnesota. God, is that going to be a fun seven-game series? Well, I picked it to go to seven, but I think totally they're not going to have enough players to make it to seven <laughs> games. That series, it is brutal. That feels like those two teams have hated each other for a long time. Like there, there's an instant, yeah, like playoff feel to that series from the drop of the puck. It had that in the like the star fans looked like idiots because every time a, a star would fall down, they'd all go, "What the hell?" Yeah, but they were engaged. They were from start to finish. They were standing for most of the game. The atmosphere of that game was crazy. It's going to be the same way in Minnesota. Yep. Uh, Ryan Hartman, dude's playing on like one leg, and I know he had all the time and space in the world in double overtime last night, but to have the patience and not panic in that moment to take an extra two or three steps to really get himself in good position and make sure he elevated the puck for the shot, props to Ryan Hartman, dude. That's a guy that figured it out after he left Chicago Mm -hmm. and has been a really good, valuable player for the Wild. And uh, happy to see him get that moment, especially when it looked like he might not be able to continue to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah good on him. And before we get to the elephant in the room from that game, one guy I got to give a huge shout-out for, Brock Faber. Nice game. We saw his NHL debut yeah. just a couple – three NHL games under his belt. He looked great out there, mm-hmm. very calm. Uh, made that amazing play in overtime where he dove and, and hit Save the game. The shot – Marchment was right there, wide open net. Yeah. He dives – Gets enough of his stick to send it up in uh, over the glass, and then Minnesota wins. You know, a few minutes later, uh, just a great sense hockey sense from that kid. I, I like what I've seen so far. I mean, he's been so good that they they're sitting John Klingberg, the former star, their big trade deadline acquisition. 
not playing in the playoffs because Brock Faber of all of three NHL games is out playing. Cool, and that stuff happens. And before, again, the elephant, um, Marcus Foligno, who fought uh, Andreas England in the Hawks game and and turned the momentum. Captain Redass. That guy is one of those dudes where, like, on paper you're like, eh, he's a guy. But he's one of those heart and soul. He's a Jake McKay. Every playoff team needs a Marcus Foligno. Mm-hmm. He was all over the place last night too. Like yeah. I, I don't know. It's it, this is going to be. I think that this is going to be the most. Maybe aside from the, the Toronto series, yep. this, this is going to be the most entertaining. And the and Colorado I, Avalanche is just sitting there going, "Kill each other. We'll be here <laughs> waiting for you <laughs> well, after and, we dispatch the Kraken." And it, and it's you know being talked about how hard the avalanche played in their final game of the season because they didn't want to face either of these teams right, in, in the playoffs. So yeah, I mean that they're, they're kind of sitting up with uh with, with a much better first round matchup as far as not having to, you know, face one of the buzzsaws right away. But Jay, you, you mentioned it, you know, the, the intensity of the series and, you know, these two teams really kind of hating each other right away. A good way to do that is by taking out one of the other team's best players yes in a borderline play. We have uh, experience as Blackhawks fans with that happening, uh, not forgiving the Arizona Coyotes and, and uh, Rafi Torres all that much. But um, the hit by Matt yeah. Dumba on Joe Pavelski has obviously been the talk of the hockey world since it was laid. And it's one of those plays where it's so borderline yeah. and it's happening in the playoffs that whether you think it was illegal or it was just fine, you're you're right because it's it's one of the it's one of those hits where if this was in the regular season, I think it would have been litigated differently. But because it's in the playoffs, it's like we were talking before the show. Good on the refs for make for taking that extra time to make sure that the right penalty was assessed on the play. But I think the people that want that kind of hit to be penalized more are not wrong. But I think that is fueled by the result of the hit. If Pavelski gets up and skates away, right. all yeah, we're talking about is a, all we're talking about is a big hit. Yep. So, yeah. But, so, but no, we're talking sorry. about you know one of the best players on the sh- on the Stars potentially being out for a, maybe the whole series. We don't know yet. What I didn't like about the hit, and the NFL outlawed this years back, is kind of the crackback feel of it. Yeah. Yes, the hit itself is clean, right? Like, it's shoulder to chest, it's high impact, and yeah, the injury was, was bad and amplified everything. But if you watch, like, the extended replay of that hit, you can see Dumba takes a peek and sees that Pavelski's coming around, like, almost like around a pick. Yeah. And he kind of cracks back knowing he's going to have a free shot of the guy that doesn't see him. That to me is like the intent part. There's no penalty for a crackback check. Should no. there be? I don't know, but it's one of those things where like it's a referee judgment call. Like was there intent to re- and you can't say intent to injure, but there was certainly intent to lay a big hit. Dumba knew there was an opportunity there. Yeah. He saw it, he knew that he was going to be screened by by his teammate and came around and laid him out and Pavelski had no shot of seeing him. And Dumba's not a it's not like this is unheard of in his game. Like he's, he's laid hits like this before. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's not surprising that, that, that him as a player took that opportunity to say, I'm, I'm going to try and set a tone here with, with this kind of hit and it's the playoffs. Like that's, that's what you're going to expect to see. Um, so yeah, I, I think, you know, the, the, the timing of everything, the game moves so damn fast like the split second decisions that that players make I don't know if he has enough time to pull up from that knowing knowing okay Pavelski's let go of the puck like you know that's that's where the interference comes into play he screened the, himself the, the, too the interference penalty um but I don't know if 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 Dumba sees the opportunity uh and take and takes that extra split second to say okay I'm still going to lay the hit or if he lays off and you know, I, 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 it's, it's really hard to reprogram some of these guys. And I understand that, you know, questionable hits, dirty hits, um, those for the long-term health of players, those need to be penalized more severely. Uh, so where they're, they're taken out of the game. Um, but man, like if, if you're, if you're going to have a different rule book in the playoffs, 
you kind of have to have a different different perspective of, of hits like this that are borderline. And look, this this is coming from me, who on yesterday's show said I want Joe Pavelski to win the Stanley Cup because I'm a big Joe Pavelski fan. I like, I want to make sh- I want him to be okay. Yeah. And and as far as him being quote unquote okay, um, he is. I but I don't know if he's going to play the rest of this uh, rest of the series because he's probably dealing with. I would assume some sort of concussion or head injury probably, issues, yeah. and you don't come back from those in two days. No, not much of an update today either. Uh, yeah, no. Pete, I've got the quote from Pete DeBoer. This is from Taylor Bard of uh, NHL.com. I have a talk to him this morning. <clears throat> Trainers and some of the players had contact with him. Seems okay, but we left him at home. No confirmation if Pavelski is available tomorrow. I don't see any way possible. I'd be surprised. My take on the hit, the only problem I had with the hit was it should have been an interference penalty. The puck was long gone. Mm-hmm. It was a little. It was late. It was a second late. Otherwise, it was shoulder-to-shoulder contact. The, el- the elbow was in. He wasn't headhunting. Shoulder-to-shoulder. Yeah, he was taking advantage of a vulnerable player, but that's hockey. That happens all the time. Like, it was the hit into the shoulder that caused Pavelski's own stick to hit him in the face, which caused his head to go back, which caused his head to smack the ice first. Had the stick not come up and got him, he probably would have avoided hitting his head on the ice, maybe. But it was that reaction to the stick getting him in the face that caused him to do this as he's falling backwards, which then made it even worse. Had he not gotten hurt, as you said, everybody would be like, oh, Matt Dumbo, what a hit. Getting his team in it. That's what you got to do. Look, The result was unfortunate. The hit... Other than being about a second late, I don't have a problem with. It. Yeah, it's it's a physical sport, and and Max Domi, the first guy there to start pummeling Matt Domba, not a surprise. We've nope, seen that's, that. Before. That's he looked good last night too. That's what way. he's that's what he's there for. As long as you know, as Part long of what as he's there is, for. if you if you hit another, if you hit one of his teammates out there, except the goalie, he will jump on you. <laughs> yeah, Narfin says that had Hartman not been between them, Pavelski would have seen the hit, and that's what I'm saying. It's like the crackback and the screen nature of yeah. it. Dumba knew that there was no way Pavelski was going to see him. So, so many guys are the, the sport. They see a guy that's vulnerable. They want to take him out. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, no doubt. So, we'll see. Hopefully, Pavelski. He, he's a class act and a great player. Uh, hopefully, he'll be okay here in a few days. But didn't definitely didn't look good. All right, let's get to the other ones quickly. Florida yeah, have a shot at all? Because what you guys uh, said before the show was going to happen has happened. We're 10 minutes before the end. We haven't even talked about tonight's game. I know. <laughs> now, then the early ones were not a lot of storylines. Florida, eh. They've got to play perfect, and they yeah. didn't. They they, yeah. they they were hanging with them for a while. They outshot Boston, but then they gave up that goal, and it was kind of <laughs> Boston having a flu run through the team couldn't uh, couldn't yeah. take them no, down. So they, I mean, you had a, you, they, Boston literally scored a goal with the puck laying on Alex Lyon's pad, and somebody swiped it in. Like when it's your when it's your year, it's your when, year. Yeah, yeah. I don't exactly. I don't know if there's much the Panthers can do at this point to win to win four games. I don't see it happening. I'm trying no. to will it with my game worn uh, Tuomo Rutu uh, HIFK jersey. Signed. Probably won't show up on the. Oh, interesting. Signed. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. (laughs) It's not a restraining order, is it? No, no, that came later. That came later. I I like the little, the the two ladies, like, isn't that, don't you see that on, like, truck mud flaps? No, it's, uh, that's a, I believe it's Diodora. It's it's like a European sports logo. You see a lot with, um, saw it a lot as a kid, uh, playing like youth soccer yeah track pants always have them like tra- on. yeah track yeah. pants and stuff yeah <laughs> so. yeah this is one of my favorites this is a game worn signed uh i'll give this the short short version we were in line for the shuttle bus at a notre dame game and my wife and i were talking about the blackhawks and the guy behind us was a sports writer from finland <laughs> uh and uh we quickly striked up a conversation and we've become lifelong friends and he knows rutu this is before he joined chicago and uh, he brought me this game worn jersey from Finland on his next trip out. Yeah, so, so. That, that jersey is about 2002. Yeah, I would say so. That's about right. So yeah, it's, it's it older is than Connor Bedard. Balls too. I am. Yeah, that, that material. I felt the material before. It's so it is heavy, thick. Yeah, like I can't imagine <laughs> the jerseys now are. They're still thick, but they're that's like a blanket. Well, if we ever cover uh, a Blackhawks outdoor game, you can wear it there. And yeah, yeah, you'll be it's plenty, all need. You'll be playing warm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, who else we got to get? Hurricanes Islanders. Hurricanes Islanders. Yeah, it's kind of what we've. It's gonna be a tight right? series. Yeah. I, the Islanders don't have the offense to to pull out a seven game, and unless you know Ilya Sorokin stands on his head. But which he could he still could. he'll probably steal one or two. But uh, but I think the Hurricanes are still better. Getting those Brent Burns, man. Woo. 
that guy might have, might have been the missing piece that they've they've been looking for. Yeah, had they still had Svechnikov and Pekcharetti, man, this team would be. Oh yeah, to it'd win be all. yeah. No, they, no doubt. They would they would have a big. They're, they with those two guys there, with those two guys minus a stud goaltender there is they were they were about as close to a complete team as you can get. Yeah. All right, we're gonna ra- give you our uh, playoff predictions for the games tonight. Coming up next, stick with us. But as it's NHL playoff time, it's also NBA playoffs time. That means big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on the excitement of every game with the touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app opt in and place a same game parlay on any nba game if it doesn't hit you'll get a bonus bet back up to ten dollars i'm looking here at the DraftKings app and uh inspired by my good friend rick camp uh, i'm gonna make this same game parlay bet if you go to the quick same game parlay tab in the nba tab the timberwolves nuggets game it's the nuggets on the money line and nikola Jokic to score a triple double not huge odds it's plus 185 but throw down a little, win a lot. That's how those same game parlays work. And you can sort of sort through, even sort it by odds, under 200, 200 to plus 1,000, 1,000 to plus 2,500. And they get more and more exotic as we go. Want to look at the, the longest shot odds here? Yeah, let's go for All it. Right, mm, just for exotic fun. sports bets. <laughs> <laughs> the longest shot odds I can find, plus 20,000. Nikola Jokic, 40-plus points and assists. Anthony Edwards, isn't that goose? 40-plus points and assists. Uh, I Maybe it's combined. Oh, okay. Yeah. 40-plus <laughs> points 40 and assists, assists for goose, Anthony Edwards. 30-plus uh, points and assists from Jamal Murray. And 30-plus points from Carl Anthony Towns. 30-plus uh, points and assists, rather. That's plus 20,000. So throw a buck down and win a crap ton. That's basically like you need like three double doubles from those guys. I might as well just take a dollar out of my wallet and set it on fire. Yeah. You'd win $201 if you made that bet. (laughs) So there you go. Do it. Download the app now. Sign up with the code CHGO. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY or HOPENY, as Kevin called it the other day, 467-369. Nice. In Kansas, call 800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Whew. Ooh. Hey. Damn. After all that, you need to conserve your energy. What better way to win talking about energy than the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across the territory. ComEd also also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial equipment, equipment, or industrial processes. Greg, how does that work? Uh, well, it yes, work, I'm also interested. It works very easily because an authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or, as I prefer, virtually and last approximately two <laughs> hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they could start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project cost potential incentives and simple payback if you own a business don't wait we'll wait till the end of the show but then don't wait <laughs> get started saving money and energy today for the energy energy saving tips lighting incentives or to schedule your free facility assessment go to comed.com slash powering biz b-i-z did you say comed.com slash powering biz you best believe it schedule it today <laughs> all right let's get through these quickly so we can go home. Uh, <laughs> Rangers and Devils drop the puck at 6 o'clock 
Central Time on TBS. Um, this is one of the series I'm very much looking forward to. the least confident I'm, I am in any of these picks. I agree with you. And uh, <laughs> I am, like, finding myself really excited about the Devils. I mm-hmm. like them. They're so I, and be. I know it's, it's you know, we want the Rangers to meet, to reach the Eastern Conference Finals. So that <laughs> Some of us do. Is it no, Cup Final or... Conference, conference final. final. Mm-hmm. Don't so care. the Hawks get a first round pick next year, but don't care. <laughs> Greg, would, Greg just wants to watch the world burn. I've got the Devils in seven. That is wishful thinking on my part. Uh, they can do it. They can certainly do it. But I think the the Rangers are the favorites for sure. I uh, did. We have all the same picks yesterday mm-hmm. in the series. I feel like we didn't have too many conflicting. No, we picks. had a couple. Like I think we had game differences. But yeah, I, but I had picked, Minnesota. Oh yeah, you, you had Minnesota. Had, oh, we had yeah, the yeah. Stars. That was it. Yeah, yeah. this was a little bit more. Uh, a little more variety in our picks uh, today, but I'm going with the Rangers. Um, I, I real like I said, I'm the least confident in this pick out of, out of any series that's going on right now in the playoffs. Um, but I'm going Rangers in seven because I want to see as much of these two teams playing against each other as possible. The doubles are really exciting. I think this is an opportunity for guys like Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer uh, to put themselves on the map as legitimate NHL superstars to those that have not been paying attention to the Devils this season. Uh, the Rangers, I am, I, I was basically 50-50 on, on where to pick this series, and I went with, well, if they reach the conference final, then the pick is better for the Blackhawks, and it won't hurt watching more Patrick Kane playoff games, so I'm going to go with the Rangers in seven. Um, the other factor for me is in net. Uh, you got Shesterkin against uh, Vitek Vanisic, and I'm going to go with Shesterkin 10 times out of 10 in that matchup. So I got Rangers. Yeah. Um, no, I didn't pick the Devils just because of my hatred of the Rangers. <laughs> you I, lying ass. I actually think they're the better team. Uh, because here's why. The Rangers went out and got Tarasenko and then Patrick Kane. Guys who have won Stanley Cups before. Guys, dynamic offensive players on the tail end of their career. But... They're like, hey, that's what New York does. We go out and get big names. The Devils went out and got Timo Meyer, who actually fits their team yes, he perfectly does. and mm-hmm. makes them mm-hmm. even more dangerous because you have the traditional power forward type guy in Meyer to go in with the Jack Hughes mm-hmm. and, and the, the Dougie Hamilton on the back end and Husher and now Luke Hughes. I'm I'm, I'm gonna expect he's gonna be playing some some yeah. playoff games here. So you get you've got the high sk- speed and the high skill and now you bring in a highly skilled power forward they're just going to come at you in waves so while the rangers made the big got the big names got the future hall of famers the devils went out and got somebody that like fits their team team. better than kane and tarasenko do with the rangers next up we've got the lightning and maple leaf 6 30 p.m central on espn uh spoilers i have the leafs winning the cup and much like you did i think with the oilers yesterday where you just do your bracket and you're like well, that happened. <laughs> How did, I, did I, I get here? I, did not, I don't do my bracket backwards. I kind of just go pick my pick, and I'm like, oh, shit, I got the least winning the cup. Yeah. Well, tear that up and throw thanks, it away. Thanks for your, thanks for your donation. <laughs> Therefore, I have the Leafs uh, taken down the Lightning in six games. I think that the Leafs are kind of going to dominate the series. I just feel like it's their time. I, I, I know Tampa's great. I know they're deep. I know experience, yada, yada, yada. The Leafs, unlike last year, beefed the f up for this playoff this run for five years this but you're talking about, but you're this talking about timo meyer right Go, going to the devils and adding exactly what they need the leafs did the same thing yeah, when they went you, out and got mccabe and lafferty it's still their stars that choke under the pressure every year i think that they i think that they have been previously too reliant on their stars to do everything and now they've got more weapons to help yeah two reasons why i picked the the tampa bay to win in seven is because there's no pressure on Tampa Bay in this series. That's true. They have won the Eastern Conference three years in a row, two Stanley Cups. All the pressure in the world mm-hmm. is on the Leafs. The second things start going bad, it's here we go again. True. How do they prevent that? So the Leafs should have beat Tampa Bay last year. They had that series won, and they pissed their pants like they do every year. And until the Maple Leafs actually beat somebody with this group – I will pick against them until they do something. So, yes, they got bigger and stronger. Ryan O'Reilly, Jake McCabe, 
Sam Lafferty adds a as a adds an element, but it's still gonna come down to Marner and Matthews and look what their power play did last year. It was awful and that cost them the series. It still has to come down to the stars to get them over this hump. And maybe if they get past this round, things will fall in place and this will be the run that everybody suspects. Or maybe this is just a bunch of team of chokers that are never gonna do it and it's time to blow it up. We'll find out. They should blow it up and trade uh, everyone to the Hawks. I'm fine. Sure, we can absolutely. afford it. But <laughs> Rebuild yeah. over. Until, until, <laughs> until the Leafs actually beat somebody, I'm going to bet against them. And and part of me wants to see it again because I enjoy when they fail. I enjoy the, the misery that comes out of it. I, yeah, I, see? I, if you, it, I World can, burner, Greg. Hey, <laughs> listen. If you're obnoxious when you win, I enjoy it when you lose. Yep. I. Uh, those are all valid points. Um, but I have the Leafs in six. I I think I'm I'm trying to look at this and say the Leafs are better than they were last year, and Tampa isn't. And that's what I'm making this pick with. That's I'm trying to keep logic. all I'm trying to keep all <laughs> the Leafs voodoo out of it, but it's very hard to do it. So I I'm I'm saying Leafs in six. If they if they fail at all. I will not be surprised, and I just want Jake McCabe to be happy. So. Yeah, drink some Coors Light out of that Stanley Absolutely. Cup. Favorite beverage. Uh, let's get to the series that no one cares about, the Golden Knights <laughs> and the Jets. I'm sorry, am I lying? No. Is this uh, the least interesting series, everybody? Yes. I, it's because it's Winnipeg. Like, they're just... Hey, it's a rematch of the 2018 Western Conference Finals. You're and who could forget that? that. Who, yeah, I when when <laughs> when I kept hearing that, I was like, oh yeah, the Jets yeah, were in the final. They mentioned that on the 32 Thoughts while I was out for my walk. Today. I was like, oh yeah, the Jets did make it to the Conference <laughs> yeah. Finals that year. I fo- totally forgot. This is the last hurrah for that group in Winnipeg. Absolutely, uh, yeah. So has to be. <sighs> I, p- I think I picked them to win, right, Sarah? Could you put the graphic back up? I forgot. I was kind of surprised. Yes, yeah, Jets in, in six. six I would love to see that because I don't like the Golden Knights either. But, I, I mean. I feel like that happens if Connor Hellebuck steals three games. Yeah. Uh, Which or, he could. Or, yeah, he could. Or if, if the, anyone can. Or if O'Connor well, can. Logan Thompson kind of folds under the pressure of being in the Stanley Cup playoffs. He's been great all season. They got Jonathan Quick as an insurance policy there who's been good since coming to Vegas. But, eh. Um, yeah, I just don't see Winnipeg. Winnipeg is in the playoffs because Calgary wanted to get their coach fired. (laughs) Plain and simple. The Jets were the. If they were the Predators, they'd raise a banner. They were the. The Jets were the winner. The winner ass Jets for the entire (laughs) second half of the season. They didn't want it. That's yep. They built a huge lead. They would look like one of the best teams in the league through Thanksgiving, and then things started. Like their own coach was like, "These guys don't give a shit." Yeah, just what do you want me to do? Yeah, two two. Different Paul halves. Maurice walked away because he's like, I can't do anything with these guys. Yeah. These guys suck. Two halves of a season with, with the Jets, and that's that's why I'm going with Vegas. Yeah. Six, they get Mark Stone back. That's a big, big deal. Um, and, yeah, I just think that the Jets sputtered into the playoffs, and I don't think that's the team you, you want to you try and say, like, oh, yeah, they're going to turn it around and flip the switch. Like, they – they were central division leaders at one point and and just got into the postseason. Because Cal- they they were there more because Calgary choked than, yeah. than so the I, Jets. So I don't I don't have a, a lot of faith in them. They to your point, like they're they're a team that should have all the pieces to to be good. It's just for some reason they consistently can't put it together uh, in a meaningful way. So I'm going with the with Vegas. Okay, I'm offended. Uh, I'd love your pick to come true. Yeah, I, I couldn't I just care don't less. see it happen. I, Look, and, you know, the, the Winnipeg atmosphere in the in postseason is tremendous. So if you got a couple rounds of that as a viewing fan, hey, that'd be cool. Hey, a Winnipeg-Oilers matchup in round two would be fun. Yeah, it would. An all-Canadian matchup. They should get Alexei Jaminov out there to blow the horn or shoot the jet steam or something to fire up those jets. Shoot the jet steam. Is that or, they, or they roll out Keith Kachuk. <laughs> roll them out. They can pay him in sausage and beer. <laughs> well, I Why would not? do it. Uh, all right, last up. This one I'm excited about, too, even though I don't have much hope for the Kraken. Uh, Kraken at Avalanche, uh, 9 o'clock tonight on Espen. Uh, I mean, look, the Kraken are very deep. They just do not have the firepower to keep up with Colorado. Or the goaltending. That the goaltending is a problem as well. Yes. Big problem. The worst goaltending in the playoffs. Yeah. Grubauer is going to start for Seattle and doesn't matter. 
I mean, he knows the Evs. Sure. Yeah. And they he, know him. He, <laughs> and they yeah, said true. he couldn't buy. He couldn't keep the job there. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah, I uh, I have the – this is the only – it's it's super hard to predict sweeps in, in a Stanley Cup playoffs, but this is the series I'm doing it. L- last four. year with the Avs, you could, uh, you could see it. Um, I, uh, this year, I think Seattle is is has got more to offer the Avalanche as an opponent this year than the Predators did last year. So yeah. I, I, have, I have the Avalanche in five. This is this is still a very dominant Avs team, uh, even without Gabriel Landeskog. Like they're going to be dangerous. They you can you can pencil them into the Western Conference Final pretty confidently. So I got Avs in five. I have the Avs in six. Um, just because I think the Kraken are spunky. Yeah. Yeah, I just it'll I just, be it'll be fun to see playoff hockey in Seattle for the first time. Yeah, the, uh, the the Abs are playing their best hockey of the season heading into the playoffs, which is always good. Mm-hmm. And I just don't see any combination of Martin Jones or Philip Grubauer doing enough to even win a game. I'm, I just I don't I don't see it. Or they play them both at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. sure. Now what? Why not? So they, What's your answer to that, Mister? They lose three to one instead of five <laughs> to one. Fair enough. By the way, Logan Thompson is not playing for the uh, Golden Knights. It's Laurent Brisson. Laurent Brisson, the, oh, uh, former, the former Jets, Jet. former so, Jets goalie. Yes. Uh, I misspoke. Logan Thompson not uh, healthy enough to play. Is it game one or for the series? Uh, just for game one, okay. it says here. Uh, it's going to be Brisson in there for the Golden Knights. Good, Good name. name. Good hockey name. Lauren Brisson and Laura Dolphin. Uh-huh. Larry Dolphin. All right, let's wrap up. We went over an hour, I told you. You guys thought it was going to be 50 minutes, and I laughed. Whenever he who shall not be named comes out, Ugh. the conversation gets extended. We should stop talking about that. We guy. should. That package <laughs> is on you its way sh- to, to Pittsburgh. It to Pittsburgh Express. Enjoy yep. your Iron City beer <laughs> and uh, Scrapple sandwich or whatever they call <laughs> that out there. <laughs> All right, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We are back tomorrow at 2 p.m., We'll talk to you then. Reminder, we are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Smash that like button for us on the way out. We'll talk to you Wednesday at 2 on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.